Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Today's Issues, am I on the air? Does this thing work? Can you hear me in the back? Uh, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Today's Issues is the name of this show, and we appreciate you listening to AFR. Today's Thursday, January the 12th. Joining me in studio is Fred Jackson. Good morning, Tim. Chris Woodward. Good morning. We're in Tupelo, MS. In Kansas City, KS is our good friend, Ray Pritchard. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Tim. How you doing? I'm doing well. I just I do want to make this public service announcement at this point <laughs> in the show. And that is, if you have any classified documents <laughs> that belong to our federal government, we need them returned <laughs> as soon as possible uh, because they're evidently scattered all over America, uh, namely thanks to <laughs> to President Joe Biden and his uh, his team. Uh, whoever's doing this, this is a mess. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, Chris Woodward, why don't you share with, yes. with our listening family what what the latest, and I mean like up to the minute. Yeah, this sounds like we're making it up, but uh, we're not. No, we're not. Um, and you can read more about this on our website, AFN.net. Uh, we, we found out yesterday that there was a, a second batch of documents uh, beyond the one found in a supposedly locked closet in a box uh, at Biden's uh, think tank in Washington, D.C. Is um, his what? His think tank. Oh, okay. That's, that's, I just want to make sure I understood what you said. Um, but uh, on our website right now, I'm reading from it. It says... Uh, a docu- what, Chris? What did a th- you... A think tank. A Biden think tank? A Biden think tank. We think. I'm yeah, sorry. We think. We think. Okay. Um, Documents uh, with classified markings from President Joe Biden's time as vice president were found at his home in Wilmington, Delaware, the White House said today, days after it was disclosed that sensitive documents were also found at the office of his former Washington Institute. That's another term that people are using for the Biden, for the Penn Biden Center for this and that. Yes, this is Fred. (laughs) This is very disappointing. Uh, I'm I'm really disappointed in, in Joe Biden. Well, it uh, wasn't I just didn't... found at his house. Uh-huh. It was found in the garage uh-huh. with his favorite Corvette. <laughs> this, this is a what? This is a Saturday Night Live skit, y'all. Right, got at, going on. You know, I thought when the the news broke late yesterday afternoon yeah. that there was a second batch found. Right. I said, okay, uh, maybe he had an office somewhere, mm-hmm. but the it was found in his garage. Oh my goodness! At his house in Delaware. Next to his Corvette. Did the mechanic uh, leave it there and not turn it back over? I don't Ray, know. what's going on here? <laughs> oh, well, first of all, first of all, one wonders if Joe Biden even knows he has a think right. tank, right? So, I mean, there, <laughs> there is the question, you know, that perhaps he has no, perhaps he truly doesn't know what's going on there. I kind of wonder, guys, who is who is finding this stuff and who is leaking it out and leaking it out now in this way it feels like a, a coordinated reveal is taking place here i i don't think there's any question about that all right there was a news conference about 10 minutes ago the president came out to pat himself on the back about what a great job he's doing with the economy oh really okay 
just as the news conference ended, thank God for Peter Ducey. He hollered, Peter Ducey hollers out a question to the president about these latest document find. And the president, obviously, or his people were expecting that question. And so he had a statement in front of him that the president did, which he attempted to read the statement in front of him. All right. So I want you to have a listen. This is about a minute of this attempt by the president to answer Peter Ducey's question. What about this latest batch of classified documents? Classified classified material next to your Corvette. What were you thinking? My Corvette's in a locked garage. Okay, so it's not like you're sitting out in the street. But anyway, yes, as well as my Corvette. People know I take classified documents and classified material seriously. I also said we're cooperating fully and completely with the Justice Department's review. As part of that process, my lawyers reviewed other places where documents in my, uh, of, from my time as vice president were stored, and they finished the review last night. They discovered a small number of documents of classified markings and storage areas and file cabinets in my home and my, in my, my, my personal library. This was done in the case of the Biden Penn. This was done in the case of the Biden Penn Center. The Department of Justice was immediately, as was done, the Department of Justice was immediately notified, and the lawyers arranged for the Department of Justice to take possession of the document. So you're going to see. We're going to see all this unfold. I'm confident. Oh yeah, we're going to see it unfold. Uh, you know, he's talking Ray. Uh, and I'll get to you, Ray, and then Chris. Uh, he's talking like he's a third party, right? Like, as if he has nothing to do with this. Maybe I, I still wonder. Maybe what is going on here? Who even who even found these documents? Who leaked them and leaked them in such a way as to make him look even more foolish mm-hmm. and out of touch than usual what's really what's the bigger picture who is behind all of this chris what stood out to me there is early on in his rebuttal to uh peter Ducey, he said first of all i keep my garage locked okay i don't it's not just open to the public if that's going to make it all go away then the trump mar-a-lago raid should go away because trump's house right, is locked right, you I don't know. just walk in there like a museum yeah yeah go well, ahead here's Fred. the other point to remember <clears throat> it is now 2023 these documents have been out there. There may be other documents out there <laughs> since 2018. Well, we need some homes raided by the yes. FBI to make sure. Yeah, 2018. So they have been sitting out there for more than four years. Yeah. Only the good Lord knows for sure. Maybe Joe Biden knows where there may be other documents. These are class. These are classified documents. We know some of the documents that were found at the Penn Biden Center in Washington, his office in Washington, uh, had to do with Ukraine, had to do with right. Iraq. Yeah, they, they did have to do with international affairs. Exactly. So now, but remember, we they knew about this on November the 2nd. The first batch. The first batch. However, I believe, okay, that just started something apparently. Where else might there be documents? So for the last two months, three months, they have been looking. And, of course, we know they knew this before the last fall's election. 
Yeah, they, they, they didn't announce it because they were afraid it hurt them politically. Exactly. Uh, but here's what I want to know, fellas. Who is responsible for this situation in terms of legal matters? Because uh, it, Merrick Garland, who is the United States Attorney General, is it his uh, job to – in other words, when they were found out last – did you say November? November 2nd. Before the election. Correct. That's when uh, Biden knew about it. Well, did Biden know about it? Biden's lawyers found that first batch in a closet at the Penn Biden Center. Well, I'll tell you what. They're not very good lawyers if they're telling on their own client. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. I say that facetiously. Uh, the, the, you, you, if you're a lawyer, you do have a uh, legal obligation, a bar obligation to – uh, and 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 with if it is top secret or what do you call it um, classified, classified mm-hmm. you have to turn it over because if you don't, you could get an extremely uh, yeah. a lot of trouble. Well, and interestingly enough, we've played this clip before, but I brought it mm-hmm. back today. Uh, Steve added it to our list. I'm going to play it here. Uh, this was Biden several months ago talking to the media about how Trump was irresponsible over yeah. the handling of his documents. Clip four. How that could possibly happen. How one anyone could be that irresponsible. And he had him in a locked garage next to his car. For four yeah. years. For four years. Oh, that didn't age well. Right the internet does quote. not go away. Well, uh, Jonathan Turley, uh, constitutional lawyer expert, was just interviewed about this a couple of minutes ago. And he said, with this re- latest revelation, by the way, the attorney general is going to hold a news conference in about two hours. Okay? In about two hours, he's going to address this. Jonathan Turley says the attorney general now has no option but to appoint uh, a special counsel, appoint right? a special counsel. Right. Like he did for Trump. Like he did for Trump. Remember, Trump, the, the incident with Trump and documents found at mar largo that all happened within just a few weeks after he leaves office, short time after he leaves office. All right. So he has just been president by the way, the president has the right to declassify documents. The vice president does not. Let's That's keep true. that in mind. All right. So now, and I keep emphasizing this, these classified documents dealing with Ukraine, other international issues, have been sitting, some of them, in Joe Biden's garage. At his home in Delaware? At his home in Delaware. Yeah. Like in filing cabinets or something. It's not funny, but it just sounds ridiculous. Right? It is hard to understand this whole situation. How in the, look, w- w- Mr. Trump down there in Mar-a-Lago, that at least is understandable given the chaos of ending an administration, right. a lot of pressure, packing boxes. Right. As we said the other day, it's not as if Mr. Trump was packing the stuff himself. Joe Biden is the only one who can be truly held responsible here for documents in a filing cabinet next to his Corvette in his garage for a couple of years. That makes no sense whatsoever. There has to be a special, what, did you say special? Council. A, a special council. There ha- that has to happen now. Well, I tell you, I'm, I'm waiting for that authoritative voice of this administration, Corrine Jean-Pierre. Oh, I have, a, I have a few clips. <laughs> I'm ready for her press conference today because she will hit this thing head on what what do you got well uh is this from yesterday yeah we've got a couple this of things before the you. second batch was discovered yes the court mm-hmm. the, the the garage 
Corvette batch Corvette gate had not been announced yet. Yeah, well, uh, it had actually had actually it started to unfold around this time of the, the press briefing. Yes, sir. Okay, well, and this is I've this got, is the press secretary Corrine Jean Pierre, mm-hmm. right? Yes, she's and, talking to a CBS News reporter Ed O'Keefe, who kind of pulled a Peter Ducey yesterday talking to KJP about the documents. Clip one. What I can tell you is that I'm not going to go beyond what the president laid out. Well, we're going to ask them because that's our job. I understand, so and, and my job is to answer your so questions. Here so here we go. One of Let's the go. We asked this is because on like day two of this administration, when he swore all of you in, the president said, "Quote: I'm going to make mistakes. When I make them, I'll acknowledge them, and I'll tell you, and I'll need your help to help me correct them. So you're the one here yeah, talking to us about this. That's why we're asking you. So let's just remember that." We don't need we don't need to have this. We work very well together. We do. I don't we don't need to have this kind of confrontation. You're laying out your part of the job. We're I know. Laying out our part of the job. I know, but I'm just saying that we don't need we to have contention. You don't need to be contentious with me here, Ed. The president was asked yesterday, but did not answer this part of the question. Why didn't he or someone in the White House inform the American people when these documents were discovered on November 2nd? Did it have anything to do with the fact that the election was just a few days away? Again, Ed, this is under review by the Department of Justice. <laughs> she basically said, we, we don't do this. No. She told a guy from CBS, we, yeah, we don't we're usually do this. we're on the same team, man. Right. What are you doing? That's right. You're, you're not supposed to confront me with questions. I think the uh, – well, I tell you what, for a lot of reporters, though <clears> – <throat> Yes, they are on the Democrat team. There is no question the vast majority of of media are liberal, and they're cheering for the Democrats all day, every day. And they hate President Trump, and they hate Republicans. So that is true. However, when you get a story that explodes like this one is, it's still developing, uh, reporters also are like sharks, Ray. Right. And blood is in the water. And they're not going to cover for President Biden or Corrine Jean-Pierre uh, if it becomes so obvious that they that this is a big this is a big deal. This is a big story. Well, obviously, it's a huge deal. This this second discovery. I mean, we're all wondering then. Okay, when is the when is the next one going to hit? A few days down the road. If if he's been that careless at his at his. Uh, think tank and then by his in the garage right. right by if he's that careless about things and still the question is coming who's leaking this stuff right okay because i keep i keep reading and i i know this is speculation but you keep reading that or i keep reading that that there are elements inside the, the democrat party who are leaking this because they right. want him to step down and not run again so it'd be a, a democrat party sabotage against their own sitting president because they want to get rid of him because he's not going to win if he runs two years from now. That would be – now, that's that's conspiracy theory stuff. Right. But it could be true. It's out there. Fred. It's Other people are talking about it. You're at, you know, Corrine Jean-Pierre, this is really interesting. The Attorney General of the United States has a news conference at 1215 Central Time. Corinne Jean-Pierre does her briefing 15 minutes later. The, this is no accident. She's going to get questions about this today. You know what she's going to do? What? Well, you just heard the attorney right. general. I'm going to refer you to what he said. Yeah. He just appointed a special counsel. That's all I can say? Yeah. That's all well, I can say. Well, here's what she needs to say. I don't know. Here's what she needs to say. Um, uh, 
Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the press briefing. I just got this to say uh, about these uh, missing about these classified documents that are being discovered uh, at the think tank and in the garage. Uh, I don't know any more than you do. Okay, I don't know any more than you do. This is uh, unbelievable. And, <laughs> and put yourself in my shoes. Uh huh. Uh, this is, uh, this is nuts. Next question. Yeah. Huh? And I'm going to say, what she should say, and I'm going to say that because I want a job in the new administration. <laughs> <laughs> right. not, does anybody not have anything good to say about my wardrobe today? About what I'm wearing? Huh? Do you like what I'm wearing? Uh, you know what? Uh, by the way, you're listening to today's issues on AFR, Tim, Fred, uh, Chris and Ray. Listen, uh, Here's here politically speaking. You remember we remember the FBI raided Donald Trump's personal home, Mar-a-Lago, yes. to go after some classified documents. They said that he held in a room that was locked uh, that they wanted back for the National Archives. Is that right, Fred? I got that the is, story right. That That's what correct. happened. Yes. So we remember the uh, the raid that took place. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, well, I say raid. It's it's a raid. Uh, it was authorized. I mean, it, it, they did go through the. Uh, search warrant process or whatever. I'm talking about the feds, but nonetheless, uh, you know, we, they went in and got the, we saw the, the, uh, the, uh, documents spread out on the floor that he supposedly, that he, president Trump, uh, held that he shouldn't have or take took that he, sh- that he shouldn't have. Now he didn't personally box these things up. Um, I think the pres I think vice president initially, I thought, Ray, this was a tit for tat in the sense that uh, I didn't blame Trump, and I don't. Yeah, it's wrong to have uh, obviously legal. The, the government has to protect sources. Sure, there's a reason why things are classified. Although a lot of people who are Washington insiders say too many things are classified. It's overclassified. But I thought, well, uh, uh, the legal aspect of it aside, did Trump know he was? had some things in the room down there that maybe he shouldn't have. I don't think so. I think somebody boxed stuff up when they left the white house. Same thing with Biden. I thought somebody took some stuff when he was VP, a box or two and put it in a locked room. Had even, and it was at the, uh, his think tank there in Washington, DC now. So I thought that's pretty, that's 50, 50. Okay. Right. Right. Uh, I don't blame either one of them. Quite frankly, that's me, Uh, Trump or, um, Biden. Now though, (laughs) <laughs> that we have a yeah. second batch and they're discovered in the home of Biden in the garage. He took them. All right. He took them. He had to know. Yeah. He, he had when, to know. when he was vice president. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, and that's the only thing you could deduct. There's well, the, there's no, uh, you know, the, uh, uh, who else? Jill, his wife, did she, Honey, uh, the, you know those classified documents are out there in, uh, in the filing cabinet out by your Corvette in case you ever want them. It I mean, is possible that she put them there and told him, and he didn't listen because, like many men, he uh, heard his wife and wasn't listening. That well, is possible. Well, that's way well that, is, that, that raises, that raises that, that a whole, <laughs> whole set different, of issues right there. Yeah, that's <laughs> a different rabbit trail, yeah. Chris. But uh, I, this, hey, this is an absolute mess, and it's going to be for at least a few weeks. Uh, this, uh, you know, they were saying they, the Washington media were saying that, you know, that our, 
Attorney mm-hmm. General Garland was getting ready to go after Trump legally on this, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, this sort of shoots that down, mm-hmm. yeah. I think uh, because now if you're going to do that, you got to you got to go after Biden, uh, his boss. Yep. Talking about uh, Garland's boss, but the fact that they were—it's two different places. Does uh, number one to me needs the FBI needs to search uh, if they're going to be even keel about this thing or even handed about this thing. They need to search. Biden's uh, homes, be they the beach house in uh, Delaware, mm-hmm. his, his his home in uh, uh, Delaware. Uh, I I don't think well, I don't know the White House, but uh, in other words, they need to apply the same search mm-hmm. tactics that they did for President uh, Trump. And let them and let the media know so that the media can be it there can and be take, there. take the pictures. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the other thing that kind of bothers me, okay, Biden's lawyers find these. That's what we're right, told. Right. What's to stop these Biden lawyers from taking out parts of the documents? Do they have authority, the Biden lawyers, unless they're, do they have, unless they're deputized, they don't have the legal authority to look at classified documents either. No. If they're just his personal attorneys. That's right. Right? That's what right. we've been told. His so personal. there's a lot of questions here. I guess mm-hmm. Attorney General Garland, or Garland is that his name? Yeah. Garland. Mm-hmm. We'll uh, we'll see how it goes with him. But Corrine uh, Jean Pierre, hmm. she just needs to take a sick day, uh, huh? Everybody's entitled to some PTO. Yeah, call call in sick. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm I'm feeling down. Today. I do have one other observation, and I don't care one bit that he has this type of vehicle in his car. Corvette, you mean? Car. Yeah, but Mister, everybody should drive an EV or electric vehicle. <laughs> had a had a sports car that guzzles, not sips gasoline in his locked right. garage. Du- yeah. Duly noted. I bet President Trump is doing a happy dance right now. I bet he's been going full. full I've seen videos of him dancing I, I, right now. He is. Uh, all right. Well, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, that's. I tell you what. Let's. Can we go ahead and take our break? This gonna be, this gonna be so funny to watch. It's not funny in one sense, but it's funny because the the, the Democrats and all their liberal friends they just crucified Trump mm-hmm. for having those documents in the room mm-hmm. at Mar-a-Lago and how serious this was, mm-hmm. and he needs to be uh, prosecuted for it. So we're going to see what they have to say. Last night they were claiming this is apples and oranges. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's before the second batch was revealed to be in the garage in Delaware. Of his house. Of his house. Mm-hmm. While he was VP. Yeah. Yes. Evidently. <clears throat> All right. Uh, we shall return momentarily with more of today's issues right here on AFR. AFR programming is now available on Alexa. You're joking, right? Nope, not joking. Seriously? Yep, this is not a drill. Wait a minute, no way. There's a way, the Alexa way. So if you just happen to miss your favorite shows, no worries. You can now listen to each podcast with Alexa. It's simple and it's free. Just visit AFR.net forward slash apps and click Alexa. We're not joking. Ever wanted to take a tour of somewhere you've always desired to see? 
but you didn't want to work at putting the whole thing together? Well, guess what? Problem solved. If you've been wanting to go to our nation's capital, Washington, D.C., but you don't want to have to map out everything and plan everything, we've got it all solved for you. Our spiritual heritage tours, all you got to do is show up and get on the bus and have a smile on your face. That's all you got to do. And the rest is taken care of. In June and September, we'll see our nation's capital together, believers and listeners from all over the country. The website for the dates, the cost, and everything you need to know about these two trips in June and September is spiritualheritagetours.com. Spiritualheritagetours.com. We also go to Colonial Williamsburg and Jamestown in September. Spiritualheritagetours.com. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash starnes. Let's say you're at a social gathering and someone asks what sort of work you do. Well, you might tell them that you are a scientist and your field of study is genetics. Well, that would be a big cultural no-no at the University of Southern California. The School of Social Work there is now banning the word field. They say working in a field may have connotations for descendants of slavery and immigrant workers that are not benign. The university fired off a letter letting folks know that the word field has been replaced with the more inclusive word practicum. Their decision comes from a commitment to replace language that might be considered to be anti-black or anti-immigrant. So, oddball question here, what are they going to call that great big patch of grass the Trojans play football on every Saturday? If you want to understand how to save America from the socialists, you got to read my book, Culture Jihad. It's available at ToddSterns.com. The Lord is good, a stronghold in the day of trouble, and he knows those who take refuge in him. Nahum 1, verse 7. American Family Radio. This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim with Fred and Chris. We thank you for listening. And Ray is with us today, Ray Pritchard. So if you want to uh, watch the show on what Ed Vitagliano calls that there internet, you go to uh, Facebook and you type in today's issues. And we live video stream the show there. And we also post the stories that we talk about there so you can have uh, access to the uh, information we're basing our conversation off of also uh yes uh it's something to report Fred? Uh, uh this uh we've been talking about the latest batch of documents found in joe biden's garage, garage with his corvette yeah on fox news they just showed an ad a campaign ad from 2020 of him backing the corvette out of said garage all right all right so he knows the Corvette. He knows where it is. They do the ad. So now we know the filing cabinets with those classified documents 
were sitting right there exposed to the outside as he was driving his car back and forth out of the garage for an ad. Can you be criminally charged for taking classified documents from the government and putting it in your personal home in the garage? Is that that against the law? That was one of the allegations made against Mr. Trump, has been made against Mr. Trump. I think I know the answer to that, my own question there. Mm -hmm. Yes, Mm -hmm. you can get in trouble. Mm -hmm. It is a violation of the law because the United States federal government has the uh, right to protect its own interest. Yes. And uh, especially something that's been classified that may have something on there that may get uh, exposed to bad actors around the world. Yeah. That's, that's, so if, uh, this could be the end of Biden. It could be. I'm not kidding. Yes. I'm not all joking aside. This could be the end of Biden Mm -hmm. because if it turns out he took the documents, uh, even if it turns out he didn't personally do it to have it in your garage at your house, at your own personal residence, when you're vice president, yes, I don't know how you explain your way out of that one. No. All right. I really don't. And He's already damaged politically. He's, you know, hovering around 40% approval, right? Mm-hmm. So the Democrats probably would say good riddance. Uh, they wouldn't say that out loud, but secretly they'd say, thank goodness we're rid of him. Now we're going to choose somebody that can beat DeSantis or Trump in 20 or whoever runs, 24. whoever wins a Republican primary. Others could, I guess, 2024. But also did the Justice Department, because we know we were told this, they knew about this on November the 2nd. Two months ago. The first batch. Yeah. Right. So they've right. known. Yeah. About no, they covered up. It's they, like Watergate. For two months. So to speak. Yeah. They didn't know. Nope. Well, because it was going to hurt them in the election. Yes. Yes. And so they held back. And who yes. held back? Was it Merrick Garland? Why they why they wait two months to announce that this was yes. found? That's what I'm saying. This is an absolute mess. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think the liberal media can cover up for him. Uh, or for, you could tell the, uh, the interview we played earlier between Korean Jean-Pierre, and was it ABC or CBS? CBS News reporter Ed O'Keefe. Yeah, yeah, you know, if CBS is, if CBS and NBC was the one who broke the story about the second batch, right? Yes. So if they've, if they're, if they've said, we're not covering for you anymore, then yeah, he's in trouble. Yeah. Um, all right. You're listening to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. He should also be in trouble with the, uh, Save the world from global warming crowd mm-hmm. because right. he, he's flaunting his Corvette. Yeah, I mean, no Corvette. joke. It is not a high mileage vehicle by any stretch. Right. So anyway, all right. Well, uh, on the weekends we have a show here. It's very popular called Understanding the Times. The host is Jan Markell. Jan is uh, with us uh, every other Thursday here on American Family Radio on this show, and uh, the program Understand the Times airs Saturdays at one. And Sundays at 12, a noon on AFR. That's Central Time, Central Standard Time. Jan, good morning to you. Hello, Tim. May I comment on what you gentlemen have been talking about here? Yes. Because um, I think your audience maybe has already figured out that um, the Biden administration is possibly the most anti-Israel administration ever and and that what you were talking about again the calamity that's going on now and with him uh, i i think back to genesis 12 3 god's going to bless those who bless israel and curse and cause absolute calamity for those who are and again he's the most anti-israel administration in history 
probably succeeded or followed only by Barack Obama. My only point is, I just see Genesis 12-3 playing out here. Mr. Biden curses Israel. As a matter of fact, uh, he's telling Israel they have to give money to terrorists and not terror victims. And then this happens. And, and to hear your discussion, you're suggesting rightfully this may sink him and his administration. Yeah. Yeah, Jan, just uh, when you say there that uh, Biden administration giving money to terrorists, can you flesh that out a little bit for us? Well, yes. Um, He has told Israel that they have to give money, substantial money, to the uh, Palestinians or the PLO, Palestine Liberation Organization, now the, the 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 global community has given the PLO up to fifty billion with a B dollars here over the last few years. Biden has given them fourteen billion dollars, which they obviously take and abuse and turn it into terror, turn it into weapons, and then they finance this terrorist. It's called the pay to slay uh, situation. That they're, they're paying terrorists to slay Israelis. And yet Biden is telling the, the, the PLO community, excuse me, Biden is telling Israel, you've got to not only give them more money, give them money, you've got to give them more and more and more and more money. And as we speak, Secretary of State Blinken and uh, Jake Sullivan are headed to Israel to scold Israel for not giving money, enough of money, to the terrorists, to the PLO. I just see all of this as God's retribution. You know, it's interesting, Jan. Uh, the world knows that Israel is surrounded by people who hate them yeah. and, and want to destroy them. And certainly amongst the Palestinians are Palestinian terrorists. You have Gaza that is run by Hamas terrorists. And yet what you, I think what you're saying is the Biden administration is telling Israel, you've got to make friends with these people who hate you. And, and, and Israel has actually tried that over its short history. Um, they've, they've tried that many times. It doesn't work because you're dealing with such evil character in these Palestinian terrorists. I'm not, I'm not suggesting all the Palestinians. You're talking about Hamas, and Hamas and Hezbollah yeah. and those types, yeah. It's the terrorist element uh, who are right. under the leadership of terror. Anyway, um, look at the awkward position Israel is put into with the U.S. demanding Israel give these clowns more money. And, again, I just see it as divine retribution. If Mr. Biden doesn't survive his presidency, hmm. uh, I believe this is just one of the reasons why. Yeah, I remember seeing a chart uh, talking about what you're talking about, Jan, uh, a couple of years ago. It was a chart or it was a uh, this happened and then this happened. Yeah. And, it, and it was a it was a what it was was things like what you're talking about, uh, a a president of the United States had, had taken actions against Israel, and then within 24 hours or so, something terrible happened to our country uh, or to uh, them. Do you remember this? Do you remember seeing this? Yes. I don't that have it in front of me. Yeah. Yeah, that is produced. It's actually turned into a book uh, by former White House correspondent Bill Koenig. He documented this in a several hundred-page book, so you can imagine there's lots of illustrations to give if to fill seven hundred uh, to fill a very thick book, uh, but every time America did something to harm 
Israel within 24 at the max 48 hours, a catastrophe came upon our nation. So there's something to this, and I think we need to watch for the further collapse yeah. of the Biden administration. Yeah. Well, uh, what are you going to be covering on your show this weekend, Jan? Um, I'm going to be talking to um, Israeli Amir Sarfati and Pastor Barry Stagner, and we're going to talk uh, basic Bible prophecy, which um, I think you're benefit from we'll, we'll keep it simple and answer a ton of questions okay that's this weekend jan's show airs every weekend jan markell understanding the times saturdays at one central and noon on sundays again central standard time right here on american family radio jan take care thanks for being on with us yep thank you much bye-bye okay. bye-bye <clears throat> jan markell mm-hmm. uh she's having her conference this year I no, to ask not a national conference. What she's been doing is every couple of months, uh, they've been having sessions at a church there in the uh, Minneapolis area where she lives, and they live stream the event. And I think the next event is coming up in just a, a, a week or so. And she has guests. I think the, in the upcoming one, she has a prophecy expert coming in from a pastor from Bakersfield, California. And so they hold these sessions and People can view, and thousands of people all over the world view these uh, these sessions that she has. All right. Well, you're listening to today's issues on American Family Radio. Ray, when are you off to Hungary? Well, let's see. This is Thursday, two days. Saturday afternoon, Marlene and I are flying from Kansas City to Minneapolis to Amsterdam. Uh, there aren't very many direct flights into Budapest, which is where you've got to go to to, to, to go to Hungary. So we got to hopscotch our way from Kansas City, Minneapolis, Amsterdam, Budapest. And next week, I'll be at the Word of Life Bible Institute there teaching the book of Ephesians. Our first time to the Bible Institute, our first visit to Hungary. We are looking forward to it. Had you not been to uh, uh, Ukraine before, though? Yes, been to Ukraine a couple times. Yeah, pre before the war, right? When the Bible Institute was full up and running, been been to Ukraine twice. Well, how have you spoken to those folks? How are they? Are they still in operation, or because of the war they? Well, because of the war, they had to shut down. In fact, the Bible Institute in Ukraine is only a few miles from the the airport in Kiev, which was a center of a lot of the fire and. Uh, a lot of warfare and bombing in the early days of the war. So they had to not just shut it down. They had to evacuate their property completely for fear of the, the war overrunning it. They have since, you know, the, 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 the status of the battlefield has shifted further east for the most part. So the Bible Institute's not up and running in, in the whole sense that it was a couple of years ago, but they have a smaller, a smaller scale set of classes going on there, and hoping when the war is over to resume, resume full-time operations there. Now, Budapest, uh, Hungary, are they part of NATO? Do you know? I don't know. Do you know, Fred? I don't. I'll look. I'm just curious. Uh, Budapest and Hungary, that's uh, what? Uh, it's it's near Eastern, it's, Eastern it's, Europe. It's Eastern, it's Eastern Europe. It, it's it's bounded by Austria, Slovakia, Ukraine, uh, Romania, uh, Serbia, Croatia, and 
uh, Slovenia. Try to find that on a map. I, I oh, memorized I had to look it up that. A minute ago. <laughs> you mean it's surrounded by all those countries? About all those countries, oh, yeah. right? There's seven different countries there. Yeah, it's it, like Tennessee, right? It is right. a member it's of NATO. Surrounded by seven states. It is a member of NATO. Yes, sir. Okay. It's been. A, I'm looking at NATO's yeah. website. Uh, they have been a member of NATO since 1999, way back in the day. Well, is it is it Hungary's president that the, uh, outspoken about Christianity and Very keeping much so. it? Huh? Orban. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Very much so. Very conservative. Yeah. yeah. And the European Union leaders, which are left wing, right. they, they really don't like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I didn't realize Hungary bordered Ukraine, though. Okay. Yeah, and they they took in a tremendous number of refugees. That's right. In I remember early that days now. Of the war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, listen. We wish you uh, safe travels, and uh, so you'll be out next week. Then you'll be back with us right. after that. Okay? That's right. You go from. KC to Minneapolis, Minneapolis to Amsterdam, Amsterdam to Budapest. Right. And do you take that trek all the way back? The, then it's, let me, let me, backwards, it's Budapest, Amsterdam, Atlanta, and then back to Kansas City. Okay. Ray travels so much now that Willie Nelson has given him co-rights <laughs> to On the Road Again. <laughs> That's Speak- the way it feels. <laughs> I know. Speaking of traveling, man, uh, Alex McFarland joins us now from... He may be on the road. Alex, you on the road or you at home in North Carolina? I'm at home in North Carolina this morning, guys. On the peanut farm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks for the peanut butter for Christmas, by the way. Well, God bless you. Thanks. Yeah, for, we always look forward to getting the uh, the McFarland Farms peanut butter. Can people buy that or is that just? You know, we I need to take a, a year off and work on that. Uh, let me just say that the. the Number one retailing chain in America reached out to me about two years ago and asked if I would come to their headquarters and make a presentation. And I said, well, uh, maybe. Now, Tim, when the peanut butter takes off and my ship comes in, my tithe is going to AFA. But uh, they asked me, this particular retailer said, can you give us 100,000 jars? And I said, well, uh, we basically make it in batches of 600 jars now. So, no, I can't do 100,000 jars of peanut butter. And they said, well, call us back whenever you can. So uh, there, I, there's a business there. I just got to pull away and take time to build it. Well, I I got a couple weeks this spring I can help you out. But I don't know if Ray or Fred or uh, we come up, have to, an AFA intern come up to North Carolina and help you a little bit, but I don't know about I, I, I'm I'm a preacher. I don't know how to build a business, you know. <laughs> how do you do the six hundred? You do that with you and Angie or uh well no, we we have help, but okay. then we we get a bunch of volunteers and we box it up at Christmas and ship it out to the people we How love. do you make peanut butter? Can you go over that with us for just a minute? I'm my grandmother curious. taught me. See, in the Depression, my grandparents ran a hotel. They really did, called the White Oak Hotel in North Carolina. And um, my grandmother, I was about 13, and she mentioned how they made their own ketchup, and they made their own mayonnaise, and they made their pe- peanut butter. And I said, well, how do you make peanut butter? Because we grew peanuts. And she said, well, you, you just mash them up, and the good Lord put oil in there, and eventually the oil comes out. And it does. And uh, our peanut butter... There's no chemicals. There's no any, not even salt. Our our peanuts are simply roasted and then ground up and ground up, and it becomes peanut butter. It's just a gift from God. Well, we look forward to that every year when we get the McFarland peanut butter for Christmas. 
Yeah. It's, so uh, anyway. Paul was a tent maker, and I make peanut butter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, hey, you got a uh, – every year, Alex, you do a Truth for Youth – uh conference i guess you could say uh talk about that you 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 got that coming up this time we we do uh by god's grace um two things i'll mention one we've got um let's see one two three four seven summer camps uh for youth and we call it truth for a new generation and we've you know over the years we for years did one summer camp and then in 2020 we um didn't do a camp because of COVID. And then last year we did four summer camps, but we'll be doing, and by the way, the website for this is equipretreat.org, equipretreat. We talk about at the camps, we have people like Will and Mickey Addison to speak and uh, a lot of uh, colleagues. We talk about creation. We talk about the, the authenticity of the Bible, but we talk about America. And at our summer camps, last summer we had 650 youth, had 125 accepted Christ as their Savior. This summer in our seven camps, we'll be in front of about 1,000 youth. Tim, we talk about the gospel. Obviously, that's the number one thing is the Lord Jesus and biblical worldview. But we're teaching our kids about America and fighting wokeness and the Constitution and yes, I mean, the number one thing is to evangelize, but we're trying to make citizens. And so I, I want to ask people to pray. It is the most affordable Christian camp in the country. Turnkey price, $375 for a camper. And um, how, how, long does it, how long does it last? They're all five days. Five, and, da- five days? Uh, and, and, and where, and where give, me the, give me the places where they are. Uh, we're going to be in Michigan. We're going to be in Georgia, Colorado, Indiana, North and South Carolina, and New Jersey. And uh, so we believe they're, they're conveniently, you know, reachable. Let, let me just say, I've spoken at a lot of camps, and there's, there's kind of a major worldview camp out west. It's $2,200. And, I mean, they could— Anybody can charge what they want, but we raise money. We subsidize every camper. We feel like um, $375, most families could probably afford that. If you can't, you just email me, and we've never, ever in 20 years never turned a teenager away. Uh, And, guys, i got to tell you, we're in a fight for the soul of our nation. We really are. And, you know, the gospel is a big part of of the answer, obviously, but we're, we're telling kids why they need to love the United States of America, and as a, as a Christian and as a citizen, how God can use their life to help save our country. And so those are our camps. And then one other thing I would tell you, we do national conferences for years. We've done Truth for a New Generation. Tim, you've spoken for us. We've had everybody from Chuck Colson to James Dobson, Eric Metaxas, all these kind of speakers. Uh, April 21 through 23 will be in Paris, Tennessee. One of the great churches in America is called Tennessee Valley Community Church. We're going to be there, and Abe Hamilton will be there, Will and Mickey Addison, Bert Harper, I'll be there. We've got all kind of sessions. It's for all ages. And if you go to that website, which is just my name, alexmcfarland.com, so for my speaking tours and conferences, alexmcfarland.com. For the youth camps, it's equipretreat.org. Okay. All right, Alex, take care. Uh, thank you for being on with us, brother.
appreciate it. God bless you guys. Thank you so much. It's Dr. Alex McFarlane. He is a busy guy, and uh, it's exciting. These conferences, I was just thinking as he was talking, you know, so many surveys that come out these days about young people, uh, they paint young people across the nation as uncaring, um, they, especially when it comes to Christian values. Uh, they're, they're very opposed to many of the, the traditional values that we talk about, and they don't have a knowledge of the country. And so I, I, I think it's great what Alex is doing. It is obviously the gospel is it's it's gospel centered uh, these gatherings, but also underlining the fact that this uh, this country was founded on Christian principles, and the country is wandering from those, and uh, they're instilling in these young people the importance of getting back to those. Let me let me just second everything Fred just said, and make a comment on the price three hundred seventy five dollars. For a full five-day camp, room and board, with all those activities. Friends, I know a little bit about Christian camping. That's an unbelievably good deal in 2023. You could spend double and triple that in this, you know. other Everybody does what they want. I understand that, and everybody's needs are different. But this is an amazing opportunity. So if you've got... Uh, did he say what the age is for this for for the youth camp? Is it junior high and high school? I'm I'm assuming you've got teenagers. You wanna you wanna get them away from video game addiction and all of that, all the stuff, and you want them trained to love America, love the Lord, know the Word of God, and how to stand up and speak truth to their own generation. This is a it's a tremendously good deal. So. Alex isn't with us, but if you're listening, Alex, thank you so much for spending the time and having the heart for the next generation. Tremendous. Absolutely. Alex has helped lead these camps for, I don't know, a couple decades. Is that what he said? I remember speaking 10 years ago or so. Mm-hmm. Had a big one he had in uh, South Carolina, I guess it was. But he, he said he's having five. Is that what he said? Seven, I think. Seven. I think what do you say, uh, Chris? Uh, I looked it up on his website, truthforanewgeneration.com, uh, and the April event, uh, there is at least a youth conference for ages 13 to 19. Okay. If that na- answers your question, Ray. All right, yeah. you're listening to today's issues on AFR. Tim, Fred, Chris, and Ray. Next story, Chris. Well, uh, let me mention this real quick, uh, and I, I bring it up because we have talked about how on this show, today's Democrats are not your dad's Democrats, uh, that kind of thing. There was a day and age where Democrats made comments about abortion, for example, saying you know they were in favor of things uh, safe, legal, and rare. And now we're in an age where Democrats just want abortions up until birth and maybe even after. Uh, and I, I say that because uh, the new House, Republican-led House, they're wanting to bring up and pass some pro-life bills, one of them being a piece of legislation yesterday that would require a baby born alive during an abortion attempt uh, would have to get medical care. But people like Congressman Jerry Nadler, a Democrat from New York, are not in favor of giving a baby born alive during an abortion attempt medical care. Clip five. The problem with this bill is not that it makes anything that it is not that it provides any new protections for infants. The problem with this bill is that it endangers some infants by stating that that infant must immediately be brought to the hospital, where, depending on the circumstances, that may be the right thing to do for the health and survival of that infant, or it may not. That is the problem with this bill. It, it, it um, um, directs and, and mandates 
a certain medical care which may not be appropriate, which may be endanger the life of an infant in certain circumstances. That's why we oppose this bill. What? Did I hear that right? Yeah. He does not want a baby born alive during an abortion attempt to get medical care because it might be, quote, dangerous for the baby. That was Jerry Nadler, mm-hmm. yes. the leading Democrat from the state of New York. Yes. yes. And, uh, just think about what he is saying. He is saying that that baby that has been born, they were going to do an abortion on it. Turns out the baby is still alive at this abortion clinic. He is saying, now everybody in that that clinic, they want that baby to die. He is saying it's more dangerous now to transfer that baby, which is what this Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act would do, to immediately be, the, the clinic would be forced to transfer that baby to a hospital. He is saying that would endanger the life, and he kept using the word infant. Yes. He did not say fetus. Right. Mm-hmm. He kept saying infant. Right. You know what? <clears throat> I, I think he is uh, really stringing it out there. I'll right. leave it that way. Right. Here you have a man who basically wants these babies born alive by accident, a baby that survived a botched abortion attempt. He wants the baby left where it is in the abortuary, where it will certainly die sooner or later, rather than taken to a hospital where it would least have a chance to stay alive. It's the, wow, it's a, a butcher's mentality. There's a there's a man who claims to care for the infants, but he's on the side of death. <clears throat> I know to, to hear him to hear him talk like that. It, first of all, it, it makes no sense what he's saying. No, a baby born alive because the abortion didn't work. He's saying uh, he's not in favor of saving the baby necessarily. Right? He's saying I, I don't. It's he's, it's convoluted. He's trying to spin. Right, right. He, he he believes in abortion. You know why? Because the people who are pro-abortion, namely the Democrats, they don't know how to defend this. No. So when you say, no. "Do we protect babies who are born after a botched abortion?" They don't know what to do with that. Mm-hmm. Publicly, they'd rather that that question not even be asked. Yeah. Uh, but all right, we shall return in five minutes with more of today's issues. Stay with us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.